It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, we have Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. Jonathan, it's good to hear from you, son. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, uh, I've never been more happy to see the Bears win. <laughs> it's one of those things where like, oh, it's just, can they both lose? Uh, that would have been awesome. But no, it's the... Um, <laughs> they tried really, really hard, didn't they? It depends on if you were the sort of person who was looking to see if the Packers could get a better draft pick or possibly make the playoffs because the Packers are a half game out right now. John, I told you, man, I told you, and, and the and the and the Vikings are on a bye. This week is this week is big. This week is big. It's really big, and uh, this Kansas City game, it's going to be a test. To see if this is real or not, or if this is just a mirage. It's, it's well we'll talk about it in a minute once we yeah. get to the games and everything but we want to remind everybody you can follow us on social media all sorts of social media uh we are on uh x twitter at scotty johnny pod we are also on mastodon scotty johnny pod uh and personally you can find me at not so humble host on x twitter you can find me at je barnett on blue sky and you can also find me on Mastodon at Scotty Johnny. And Aaron, I know you're on uh, social media sites. I follow you on all of them. So where do we find you on the social media networks? John, you can always find me at Cheddar Talk, at Cheddar Talk. That is now an ancient uh, Twitter account, <laughs> I think. I, I, I only joined Twitter because of this podcast. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, anybody would yeah. never been on there. And otherwise, you can find me at Apple Bottom Flottom at blue sky dot blah 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 whatever and i did see today that uh badger noonan uh listed you as one of uh the people to uh, someone was asking who do i who do i follow on blue sky about uh packer coverage and uh he definitely put you out there man you were on the list Woo-hoo. Uh, we love we love badger noonan here he's been on I the love show that badger before. noonan has an excel spreadsheet of obviously what is everyone's name and what their handles are which, if you know uh, Paul Noonan, uh, is completely unsurprising. Uh, yeah, that man has created <laughs> his own metric uh, QB OPS for quarterback. Basically, it's OPS for quarterbacks, and he adjusts Nerd! it every year. And and it, and it works very well for his uh, his quarterback rankings for guys coming out of college. Uh, so Nerd! it's worked great. No, it's fun. It's a lot of good times. He has one for Nerd! wide receivers, too, that's actually predicted – uh, Puka Nakua as the guy we should have drafted. Gotten the look. Yeah. That's good. And it worked out well. He he knows what he's talking about smart, on those numbers. Smart people, man. Yep. He seems he seems like smart people. Yep. Although him and I I think him and Nagler had a brush up this last week, right? Uh, a little bit. Paul doesn't yeah. really worry about it. Nagler says stuff, but it is what it is. Yeah. All right, well, everybody. And, and Nigla had a brush up with Pat McAfee this last week too. Everybody should have a brush up with Pat McAfee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite honestly, he called him a 50, 50 year old weirdo, which uh, Nagler did not back away from. By the way, I thought Nagler or that McAfee said that about Rogers, which was hilarious. Right. Either way. 
All right. Uh, we'll kick off everything, though, because we got plenty to talk about, and we'll get started on the segment of our show that we lovingly call, or we like to call, our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so we're warmed up and ready to talk now, like, you know, normal human beings and grown-ups and everything. So uh, we're going to start with Green Bay Packers, and Packers surprised us. I mean, the, we all talked about it last week. This was not one I expected to win, and then the Packers did it, and I'm not going to pretend I wasn't horribly and incredibly and wonderfully surprised by that, but I was definitely surprised. Uh, they get out to the 20-6 to six lead, both teams miss field goals, and then both teams end up chasing uh, the the two point conversions later. And I felt like nobody wanted to kick in there. And then there was the um, the college game in there uh, the next day, and they were missing field goals and extra points as well. So that was which uh, is odd because it's a dome stadium. Yeah, it just I don't know what it was. Uh, something weird about that place. Um, I know what it was. It was the halftime show. That was weird. That thing, yeah, I we left for that because uh, that's when we were trying to eat between between the first and second half. But no, yeah, it we, was um, we, we ate before halftime, so I was throwing up during the halftime show. So. This was the <laughs> uh, Jonathan Owens coming out game. Uh, Mister Simone Biles' uh, biggest game: twelve tackles. He gets the fumble recovery touchdown, which was uh, uh, just absolutely key because it looked like this was going to be kind of back and forth. Packers started off hot for the first time just this season. Like, they look great. Started off with, uh, was it 53, 52-yard pass, uh, which was underthrown, but, you know, Watson goes up and gets it, which is the thing he needs to be able to do. He did that on the touchdown later, too. He he went up and got the balls that were up there. Uh, he played yeah. like he that ball was his. This was his best game. It was his, um, and I don't was, care about the three-touchdown game. This was his best game. It was a lot of people's best game this year. I mean, Watson's game, like you said, Owen's game too. I mean, Owen's, I had a lot of hope coming into the season. I know he wasn't slotted as much more than just a, um, a rotational a, safety, yeah. A rotational safety starter when you need to can play. But, you know, if you looked at his numbers and what he did, there was, there's some sort of, there was some promise there too. And I would hope to God that uh, Simone Biles would be marrying a slacker. Um, <laughs> and then Watson played really well. And then Rashawn Gary played really well. Yeah, out of his mind, uh, basically a year after having gotten himself injured on that same same field. field. Yeah, Yeah. it was huge. In in the state that he played, I don't know if he was born and raised in Michigan, but he played at Michigan, you know, 50 miles down the road. So, I mean, playing probably in front of family and friends, you know, uh, they said in the locker room afterwards that Rashawn Gary was uh, sobbing. Um, tears of tears of joy for exercising the demon. Well, he his his quote he said on there was, "I I'm tired of crying in front of y'all." <laughs> right. It, it was and, good. And, and and to Joe Barry's credit, you know, as much as you want to rip Joe Barry, Joe Barry was like, "Let him get it out, get it out, get it all out." You know, like encouraging him to like do it. You know, so that's cool too. But no, it was a and of course, uh, uh, the QB one um, continues to make everybody else in the NFC Central uh, mad, or NFC North mad. Did I say Central? Wow. That's dated 20 years. Um, Tampa Bay still around? Um, Battle of the Bays. Um, No, but uh, 
Uh, well, we got these the numbers here that we were talking about, like in the last uh, from week nine through week twelve here, uh, second mm-hmm. in EPA per play, which is an efficiency statistic per play, mm-hmm. seventh in success rate, sixth in yards per attempt, fifth in adjusted completion percentage, which takes into account throwaways and drops, mm-hmm. um, uh, third in touchdown passes, fourth in passer rating, fifth in pro football focus grading passing grade. Third in big time throw and third in completions of twenty yards or more. That's in the last and, four and weeks. Genu- and genuinely, just passing the eye test, like mm-hmm. looking good, like not looking lost. Um, there was a couple times earlier in the year, games three through six, where it was like, oh no, like what's going on here? Like please don't, please don't let's just be the end of the the run. But he, the guy's got composure. He's held together. He got ripped off a turkey leg. I don't know why Fox didn't have turkey legs for the early game because that's a bunch of BS. Um, but yeah, no, the dude looked the part. He's QB one, and it's making all the other teams in the NFC North mad because they're like, "Are you kidding me? We can't keep a single quarterback, and the Packers are about to go on another ten-year run with another guy." And that makes me very happy. <laughs> yeah, especially especially. Now, now the Vikings, they're in a bad spot. They're in a really bad spot, um, losing their quarterback and trying to make it work with backups. But uh, Justin Fields, again, looked terrible. And Jared Goff is looking suspect again now. So it's like they're comparing this Dan Campbell run. And, and John, I, I'll be the first one to apologize because I, I always stick up for Dan Campbell. Uh, he's getting compared to Lynn Sanity, uh, Jeremy Lynn. Play in the NBA if you're familiar with uh, the Linsanity run. Is that uh, was this the end of Dan Campbell's Linsanity run? No, he's got a talented team around him. This is a big thing. Like they have good tackles. They have a, a very good center. Uh, they got nice wide receivers and and decent running the, backs. They've there. got the good Saint Brown. Yeah, so they they've they've got talent. They've got some guys on the defense who have panned out in their their draft picks. They traded away. Stafford got a serviceable quarterback and then surrounded him with talent, which is what they need to do. And so they're doing really well with all of that. They're they're a good team, but I think they're kind of as actualized as they can be with him because I don't think he's outsmarting anybody. I think he's got good talent, and he's he's not misusing it. He's using it. Just I don't think he's going to outsmart anybody at this point. Well, and yeah. and two, if it turns out to be the uh, Bears or. Three, two, one. If it turns out to be, you don't have to actually edit that. If it turns out to be the yeah. Packers versus the Detroit Lions for the next five years for the division. Sure, I don't care. That'll be great. That'll be different. Yeah. As long as, as long as it's not Minnesota and and, and Chicago, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, the other thing with uh, Jordan Love is also he had the one big. This I believe it's the first time all year he kept on the read option because he took that when around the edge when we all thought because it's the only thing they've ever done, that they were going to run out of shotgun up the middle with uh, Dylan on a short yardage play, and they took off, and he got a 37-yard run. Yeah, uh, that was great. They, they played they played to win. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. They played as if they needed to win and that they, they felt they could win, and they went for the big plays, and they took a couple risks, and they, they paid off. And, and you got to be yeah. able to do that as a quarterback, too. Like, People don't, I mean, younger folks probably don't remember that Rodgers used to gouge people for 20 yards all the time because he was quick, man. He, he'd get out of that. If, if, he, if there was nothing there and there was a 20-yard gap between him and the safety, he'd, he'd eat up 17 yards in 1.7 seconds. You know, just he'd get there, slide, and 
it's so demoralizing to a defense that you've got a quarterback contained, all the receivers covered, and then you still get a first down because dude slipped out of the backfield and ate up all that yardage. That's great. It was yeah. it was great to see that. Yeah. And as you mentioned now, we've got the big game coming up with Kansas City. This is another one. Again, I'm, I'm not sure the Packers do well here. Uh, the, the Chiefs have a better defense than the Lions. And the Lions defense is good, uh, especially with Clark back. That, though, isn't it? God, the Chiefs, Chiefs defense is a strength right now. That's It's a weird. strength. I think it's – I don't think it's as good as what's being rated. I think they, they're, they've got some issues on the back end. I don't think their safety play is particularly great. Yeah, well, if you only Lost get two and a half seconds to make a decision. Yeah, they get speed rushers. It they doesn't get some matter. <laughs> you know? And they got good play from their the, – they got um, – is it Clark out the middle there too? So they've got – Mm-hmm. They've got people who can get some press up the middle in the the defensive line as well as edge rushers. I think their linebackers are okay. I don't think Nick Bolton's anything all that special. Uh, there's ways to score on this defense. I mean, and we'll see what and, they do. And, and Snead's not a joke in the backfield either. He's a good cornerback. Snead is good. I think losing Thornhill uh, from last year w- was hard. I think they'd rather have kept him. But mm-hmm. there's only so much you can keep paying people. So yeah, no, they, when they've your had to do. Makes one half of your salary cap. Yes. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, their offense is good, but not as good as it has been. They still have the best. I mean, I think he's still in that conversation of being the best tight end in football. And he's playing. Oh, Kelsey. Yeah, he's still playing yeah, great. No, he's still the best. He's if, so, if nothing else, you gotta say he's there in the conversation. If you want to disagree the, the, with me, you the, can, but you you have to put him in the conversation. Kittle's Kittle's more dy- dynamic, but um, more injury prone and doesn't show up sometimes. Kelsey's as long as Kelsey's healthy, he's always there. Also, like, he is the focal point of their passing game. That's yeah, the other thing that helps the dude, him. The dude, the dude has the best ability ever, and um, that is just he's open. He gets open. That's what Gronk did. Um, I mean, going back to old Packers wide tight ends, that's what Shamura used to do way back when too. Like, you know, just like when everything else is failing, you just, you're open and you're big. So (laughs) you don't have to like throw it into a window. So, I mean, that's what Kelsey's really good at, but Kelsey's smart. Kelsey's he's, he's older, but he can still move it. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's the biggest thing. Um, we'll see what happens with Campbell. Devonder Campbell still not fully healthy. Uh, Quay Walker can go. You know he's he's been good so far. It, we need guys who can stay with him though. Uh, I don't want to have our safeties covering him. I don't think that that's going to work. I want them over the top of him though, because otherwise he's going to catch it running away from him. Sorry, did you say Campbell's playing this week or not? I don't know yet. We haven't seen the the final reports for this coming week, but hopefully he's he, he's either close he, to it. Either him or Quake could Quake could easily keep up with him if they put him on him. But. It's that he has the ability to do so. Whether or not he can in in practice actually do it is a different it, yeah. different argument, I think. So we'll see yeah, how that goes. But I think with Love playing as well as he has over the last three, four weeks. And the fact that he looks more confident, he is moving the ball with more efficiency. Uh, he is throwing with purpose and he's throwing quickly. He's making the decisions uh, and, and letting it go. And I think mm-hmm. that that's really helping here. So they've got a shot and they're at home and it's going to be cold. Here, this is going to be the hilarious part. The Packers who have traditionally this season, yeah, as far as tradition goes for a single season, um, have essentially been a team that cannot score in the first half. And the Chiefs this year have been a team that does not score in the second half. 
So it's going to be their first half versus our second half and watch our forgetting to show up versus their collapsing house of cards and see which side mm-hmm. comes out winning. So far, they've made all of it work. I mean, mm-hmm. the, Andy Reid is, is, a, is a genius. He is brilliant. And so... Yeah, he's coming home on this game, too. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, like I said, I, I was telling my dad, I remember when we were going to practice, Packers practice back in the 90s and remembering how much he looked like another Holmgren because he is super tall. They are both yes. very tall guys. He yeah, looks way yeah. heavier now than he did then, even though he was heavy then as well. Uh, but they were both large men who were apparently the heaviest quarterbacks to ever play the game other than the Pillsbury <laughs> throw boy. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they were both college quarterbacks, and they, they, they knew each other from, like, BYU days or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, San, San Francisco days. They both played at San Francisco um, Are they both coached? So. Oh, really? Okay. Or, no. Holmgren was a coach at San Francisco. Yes, yeah, he was an offensive coordinator under Seifert, I believe. And they're 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 Bill Walsh guys, and so yeah, they're they're from that tree essentially. So yeah, that's that's the fun part of that. Well, and but, and what's what's funny too about all that is that Reed is like the last one of the Walsh tree, right? Officially, officially, I don't know if he was actually with Walsh, but he is a. I mean, he was the quarterback coach for Holmgren. He's, he's one. Re, he's one removed. His first job. Holmgren. Yeah. yeah. That, like that a, might a, be the original. Well, I guess he's not even part of the original tree yet either. He might have been. He might have been. I don't know. But either way, so. Yeah. yeah. No, the, I, in I like, in I, the I like one away, theory. you can say that you know, Shanahan's essentially one away because his dad was a Walsh guy, and he coached for his dad in Washington. Um, so yeah, I mean it's, that's that's where we are. Uh, Walsh and, and changed just, the game, and destroyed the career of RG three, who could have probably been one of the best quarterbacks ever. But anyhow. Yeah. True. I hate He's I hate funny. I hate him for beating the Packers, and I hate him for that. But anyways, <laughs> but anyways um, no. So uh, some of the things I was going to look at for this game, John. Okay. Um, so the weather is not going to be frightful. It's supposed to be just like cold December. Uh, note that uh, uh, I, I do believe this is a correct statement. Lafleur is still undefeated in December as a head coach of the Green Bay Packers, fifteen and zero. Correct. Even last year, he didn't lose a December game. Correct. So that's on the line. That's kind of a big stat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's solid numbers. You know, they don't. That's not like a freakish stat, like uh, the one. Oh, like we were talking about during our pre-show about how that Rogers and Jordan Love through the first 12 games of their first year as a starter have exactly 2,599 yards each. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a freak stat. Like you can't, I mean, I, I don't know if Vegas has a betting line on it, but. Uh, Which is a number that Justin Fields has never reached. Ever. <laughs> In any season. Any season. Right. And we're in week 12. Yeah. And uh, so that's some of the things I would like to bring up. Will Taylor Swift be at Lambeau Field this weekend? Yeah, I'm sure. Her and Simone Biles can hang out. That that'd be oh, a, power couple. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Let's put them on the sideline together the, the, and watch the, them just the greatest, talk. I guess because they're the greatest female entertainer of our era and the greatest female Olympian of our era together in one box. That'd be that would be incredible. So. Yeah, that'd be and fun. then I then I would also like to bring up too. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, uh, lost when 
everybody, all the Kansas City fans got the MVS treatment, which is, oh, he was wide <laughs> open down the middle and had it bounce off his hands. And everyone was, every Packer fan was like, yeah. I mean, what, yeah, that's what happens. And they're like, I can't believe that. I can't believe it. No, no, yep. that's, that's, that's why he's on your team and not on the Packers anymore. <laughs> and then, of course, too, um, this week, uh, this is unrelated to the Chiefs, though, but like, along with MBS, that Lazard was a healthy scratch for the Jets this weekend. The Jets who have nothing. Yeah. Who are derelict of talent. At this they, point. Uh, they, uh, Lazard is getting savaged. In, in the first year of general manager Aaron Rodgers' run. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the first year of a four-year, $44 million contract, both him and MVS got paid because of Aaron if, Rodgers. If, this, I mean, if the Packers win this week, here's what I think is going to have to happen. I think the Chiefs' the offensive line, their offensive line is not as good as, as what the Lions had. The, no. the Lions' tackles are way better. No, Rashawn's got um, Rashawn will feast, I'm sure. So that's what we're hoping is we, if we can see Rashawn and we can get Preston and, and just any push. We don't know if Wyatt's healthy at this point. Devontae Wyatt left the game last week as well. Van um, S, come on, man. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, but also we're going to see a lot of Carl Brooks, who has also looked fantastic. Looks if we great. can see more of that, if we can get some pressure on um, Mahomes, at least maybe you can, you know, slow him up. I don't know, something. There's not I mean, a way to almost, make him he terrible. Almost spy, he almost got to, like, spy that guy, too. He's it's hard to do because you need your linebackers to cover Kelsey. Right. So That's, yeah. that's the worst. You got to, like, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what uh, – what? Bring in extra safety, put him up in a linebacker position. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if um, we'll see. what's his name, our defensive coordinator, has it in him to do that. Yeah, we'll see how this one goes. I'm not horribly confident, but I feel way better about this game now than I did before the Lions game. Uh, oh, just seeing yeah. what they were able to do here. And, you know, playing a solid first half this last week, even though they kind of – I mean, they didn't really go into a shell too much. They only scored six points after half, but they did – really go into running the ball and mm-hmm. focus more on that. They got away from a lot of the other things that they would do. Like uh, Jordan Love was on pace for over 300 yards, ends up with 268. And a lot of that was just because they, you know, didn't focus on trying to force the ball downfield anymore. They were, they were more efficient with what they were going to do. And they, they weren't taking as many risks. They were trying to efficiently move down the field and, and, and just win. And like you said, they didn't necessarily go into a shell. They just they they were efficient in what they did. They just yeah, they were just getting to the end of the game. Yeah, they're just trying to be smart with what they did. So yeah. Um, all right. So with that, you know, let's what's, move it, on. what's his name? The running back that we let go at the beginning of the year. He looked actually halfway decent part of the game too. Oh yeah, uh, Taylor. Patrick Taylor yeah. looked just fine. Patrick Taylor did, looked pretty good. He did well out there, I thought. So I mean, especially, especially hey, go sit on the couch for eleven weeks. Oh, now we need you. No, he was with Sweet. the Patriots. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, was he with the Patriots? Okay, he was on the Patriots uh, practice squad. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it looks good. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a prove it game, John. I I don't as long as as long as they don't just just lay down and get run over. There's other words I could use for it, but we don't use those, those words on this podcast. But, uh, I mean, even if they lose like 28-24 to the defending Super Bowl champions and the Chiefs, like, I'll, I'll be okay with that as long as everyone looks good. Like, mor- a moral victory will be acceptable this weekend. 
Yeah, I, I'm saying I'll say, right now. I, I've now, gotten to that get, point get, early this season. Boat the... race 42-10. It's going to be like, burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have been the calmest I've been watching the Packers for quite a while now because I don't expect much from them. Uh, just no. because I'm like, it would not, it wouldn't be nice here. Let's see what they do. Let's just see what they've, they do. They've met my win expectation for the year, John. Remember I said five and <laughs> five and 12. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see them get to eight. I think eight is very the doable. Vikings are six and six on a bye week, John. This is true. If, if they win this weekend, they'll be tied. Not quite, but they'll be because of the win right now that the Vikings have, but they'll be tied with the Vikings. <laughs> it's yeah, that's true. But here we go. All right. And with that, let's look at the other uh, football team in the state. And this was also one where I wasn't feeling as comfortable because the, the the Badgers were playing the Gophers. And the Gophers were at home and had everything in the world to play for. And the Badgers just ran them over. This was one of the best games I've seen uh, in terms of, of the passing game and, and seeing uh, just uh, an efficient game. Uh, a decent sort of, uh, you know, just finding ways to get the ball out to where it's got to be and where where it's going to you – know, finding ways to, to run with the quarterback or to throw at the quarterback or to get to open spaces, uh, finding different people to be involved in the game. Pauling coming back this week was great because I was afraid, you know, with the ankle thing that he wouldn't play. Uh, he catches a touchdown. But, yeah, Mordecai looked, looked as good as he's looked all year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the well, the only real strength on the Gopher team is they have a very big nose tackle and they have a good safety who is going to be probably a day one, maybe day two uh, safety. Uh, one of the better safeties. It's not a great safety class, but he's yeah. going to be probably a day two pick. Talent does come out of Minnesota. You saw one of them playing middle linebacker for the Bears last night. That was yeah. crazy. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you said they had everything to play for. They played for nothing, John. Yeah, they, they looked like they were ready to be done with the season. Um, PJ Fleck, our favorite person uh, in the Big Ten, uh, <laughs> yeah, he had some crazy things to say because, of course, they asked him like, because it looks like now Minnesota at five and seven will still get into a bowl game, and there's a couple of reasons why. Um, but they asked him if at five and seven, if he was offered a bowl game, would would he take it? And he's like, well, this is important, and this is why we go worry about that progression rate. And you get these teams, and he pointed towards the door like he was pointing at the Wisconsin team. You know, with their, with those transfer portal guys, those portal guys, they don't help your your APR, your uh, was it academic progression rate. Wisconsin's academic progression rate is higher than Minnesota's. In fact, they are tied with Northwestern in leading the Big Ten in APR. So it's funny that he brought that up uh, after losing to a team with the transfer portal who is higher in the APR than his school. Minnesota's is very good. In fact, the best among five and seven teams so there is one spot <laughs> among all the five and seven teams the, the highest of the five and seven teams <laughs> so that is the tiebreaker if there are not enough six and six teams to go to bowl games the 82 teams for 41 bowl games there were 80 six and six teams uh and so that means that the 80 or there are 81 of them so the 80 well no yeah and that also includes the fact that they gave um, who's it? Uh, the, the two new teams, James Madison, got put in there because they have a winning record, but they weren't supposed to be able to be bowl eligible, except for the fact that there weren't other bowl eligible teams. So they allowed them to play a bowl this year because they only just moved up this year from FCS. Normally, you got to wait the year, 
but the two teams that moved up ha- had winning records and were allowed to go to bowl games. Minnesota goes after those two teams uh, who moved up from the FCS because they were five and seven. Jesus Christ. And because of their academic ranking, they get to be the 82nd team. Now, this also is only possible because uh, the Army-Navy game is after the day they announce the bowl games. So they're not going to reserve a spot for the fact that the winner of Army-Navy will be 6-6 six and six mm-hmm. and will not go to a bowl game. But Minnesota will. They are keeping our troops out, Jeez. just so everybody knows. <laughs> they don't support the troops like a true lawyer. I, yeah, I'm just going to say go. it like that. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Hey, did you hear about the Pop-Tart Bowl this year? No. Uh, what used to be back when it used to be the Tangerine Bowl. Oh, OK. Uh, down in Florida. It, it's gone through a number of names. It was the uh, of whatever Tangerine Bowl for the longest time. And then it was the uh, Russell Sports Bowl. Oh, OK. Whatever else. It's so uh, now it's known as the Pop-Tart Bowl. That's Neat. who owns it this year. And at the end of the game, they have a giant Pop-Tart, and whoever wins gets to eat their own mascot. <laughs> I hope to God Minnesota gets that and doesn't get to eat their own mascot. Here's the thing that you might enjoy is the projections right now are that Minnesota will play New Mexico State, the Aggies. Go Aggies. Aggie pride. And uh, you know who New Mexico State's coach is right now, right? It's oh, yes. Jerry it's, Kill. Uh, Yes, kill. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah, that yeah, be yeah, amazing? Yeah. Uh, so that would be it. Let me just remind you at this point. Yes, Minnesota has won the axe a couple of times unless they won two in a row here. And so yeah. uh, it he has, Fleck has had the ability to beat Wisconsin, uh, in, especially in a year where we had a an interim coach who did not get the team ready to play last year at a home game, which was an embarrassing loss. And the, probably the reason why he was not invited to have that job. Quite honestly, yeah, he did not have them ready on the stretch. People from Central Wisconsin, um, but Ooh, Glenn Flora. But uh, the yeah, other thing is that Flamboyant where Leonard came from. Yeah, yeah. and um, the thing is, uh, Fleck now has coached for seven years. He's had losing records in three of those seven seasons, and has a, had a losing record in the Big Ten in four of those seasons. So I pray they do not fire him because he's not a good yes. coach. And, into a long, long, long and he's election. not about to out, out recruit Rule and Ferenc and and Fickle. He's not going to out recruit those three. And it doesn't well, matter because the West is over. When he, when, remember when he first came to Minnesota, too? It was like, well, they have to sign him long term. Otherwise, in three years, he'll be gone. He'll be at UCLA. He'll be at USC. No, now Minnesota's stuck with him. Yeah. Because nobody wants him anymore now because they he has a track record now. And, and he can't just go. And he can't just go. Well, it's Minnesota. I can't. It's I can't do it here. Well, you did it in Western Michigan. We thought for two years. Yeah, like, with the Mac. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's I, a team that that he inherited a team that was nine and four the year before he got there, and they've had three losing seasons out of seven. Mm-hmm. And they don't win in the Big Ten. They they win. They get to winning seasons by beating up on the sorrowful sisters of the poor. And a Mac, one Mac team, and you know an FCS school, which yeah, it's how they've been doing it so far. But yeah, this is they'll they'll go somewhere. We'll see where the Badgers end up. And uh, that was a good end to the season, though. It was a good end to the season. Get the seniors out of here with a, a good high feeling. Uh, Braylon Allen has today announced that he will enter the NFL draft, which is exactly what he should do. Quite honestly, 
and it was a good it's a good palate cleanser they're probably gonna end up in the music city bowl or something like that not a major bowl you know and that would be it, huge it, yeah i mean you, you got to get into a bowl game i mean it's i'm 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 big on the bowl games because it really does give a chance for people who might not actually get a chance to uh, display themselves during the season i yeah, it's fine. I'm okay with all these bowls, you know, as as long as we have the important bowls. I don't. If two, six, and five teams want to go play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, go go right ahead. I don't care. <laughs> they all get gift bags. The university gets a couple million dollars. It's fine. Yeah. So, the other big news we have uh, is that in the in-season tournament, which is the only part of the regular season I'm particularly interested in, uh, the Bucks finish 4-0 and in Group Play and win Group B. The Indiana Pacers win Group A. So the only two undefeated teams in the East in the tournament are the Bucks and the Pacers. And then right behind that will be the Celtics and the Knicks. So that will be the four teams. So I think the way this works is Bucks will play Knicks again. Pacers will play Celtics. And then the winners play each other in the conference final the the quarterfinal and the semifinal single game elimination they're gonna be the uh, december 4th and 5th mm-hmm. and then I, I guess i didn't see the date when the actual championship game will occur but that game the championship game will not be part of the 82 game season it is the only game that doesn't isn't built into the season somehow right yes yeah so they'll have those games coming it's up brilliant. that'd be interesting it's, it's it's absolutely brilliant i love it so the it's made this part of the season interesting, at least, because, quite honestly, we were talking the about only, this. The only part was that when you were just trying to describe how Minnesota would make a bowl game, that was almost <laughs> as confusing as how you get that last wild card spot in the in-season tournament. But it kind of makes sense once you understand what's going on. It makes more sense for the in-season tournament, quite honestly, because it's <laughs> best record followed by point differential. So right. four teams finish three and one. You also have to finish second in your your uh, group. Mm-hmm. So if you finish third in your own group, you're not allowed in, um, which Obviously, of course wouldn't make someone, any someone sense. Ahead of you, I mean, there's the second place team is automatically ahead of you. So, yeah. Yes. Here's the one part, and we were talking about this before we got going here. That that doesn't make sense to me is the West because it if you're looking at at the East, uh, you've got uh, you've got you know Bucks, Pacers, Celtics, Knicks. Those are four of your top six teams currently in the standings okay mm-hmm. that makes that makes good sense but then uh just trying to find the here we go it's just the the breakdown on these ones so if we start looking at the west though uh the teams that they are getting in uh will be the lakers the kings the pelicans and the suns so that would be the eighth place team the sixth place team, the ninth place team, and the fourth place team gets in as the wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers killed this thing. I mean, they are currently sitting the eighth. They are ten and eight. All right. LeBron. LeBron knows what's important, man. In non in season playoff games, they are six and eight, but they are four and zero oh with a plus seventy one point differential. They, on average are losing by 1.9 points a game. All right, that's their average point differential. They have a negative point differential this season and a plus 74 in these games. You know what this also means, though, is that 
Uh, LeBron James now four wins more in the in-season tournament than Michael Jordan ever had. Yes, that I mean just better than Michael yeah. Jordan. Michael Jordan never won a group uh, group not stage, a single not once. Group. Not once. So now uh, LeBron has more group stage wins. So does Giannis, by the way, than Michael Jordan ever had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so those are your one seeds. Uh, the Timberwolves, who are the number one seed in the West right now, finished fifth at three and one. They beat OKC today, actually. So yeah. they they get to fifth at three and one. Uh, they had a bad they had a bad loss to Sacramento, and that's what cost them. By the way, so uh, OKC and Minnesota are the the one and two seeds, and Basically, well, uh, OKC was already out. Well, what they they finished the one and three. They were like they were like taking the whole season seriously, and like were just. I mean, they're good. The Timberwolves are good for the first time in ever, like yeah. Garnett days, and so they were just on a, a mad streak. They uh, uh, they knocked down uh, Golden State. Um, they lost to Phoenix. That wasn't the one. Then they lost to Sacramento who's a good team, you know, mm-hmm. but they weren't taking the tournament seriously. And obviously the Lakers are, and like we were talking about during the pregame, it's like the Bucks were taking the in-games. I think the Bucks were taking it seriously too. Yes. Because, so because, were the Heat, for, for honest and for real. That Knicks right. game, they played their hearts out and lost. Oh, tonight's game was intense. That was a playoff game. And yeah. I, I'm I'm happy I'm happy they made something out of it because I mean I'd hate to be like the Bulls who are 0 4 <laughs> in the in season tournament but like some of the teams took this seriously and the 76ers are out um, the Nuggets are out the defending champions are out Luka Doncic I think made some comment about like oh it's an in season tournament it doesn't make any difference well that's what you say when you've been eliminated. Yeah, if Giannis or LeBron said it doesn't matter on a four and O team, then you'd be like, "Oh crap, we're done." But right. you no, know, they it, didn't. Leg- it, leg- it legitimizes it too. And like we were talking about during the at the end of the regular season, now that they go d- ten deep, who makes the playoffs? Like only five teams from each division don't make the playoffs. Um, yeah, only four teams from each side make the tournament now, and that's that's yeah. high risk. And it's much more March Madness and a single elimination. And I think I think the NBA has put together a decent product. And I think some teams didn't take it as seriously as others. And I think this will become something big in the future because because after this is done, nobody's going to care until March. John, we yeah. don't talk about the Bucks. Not not until in February depth. or March. Not in depth, I suppose. But we, I mean, we talk about them in the ways where, like, yep, I'm not worried yet, though, because you don't get worried so much later in the season. Uh, I think you're right, I though. Was, I was, I was worried tonight, John, because yeah, I Knicks, was too. Because the Knicks they one had the Knicks one had put an uh, an a whooping on the Hornets and threw off the whole differential. And if the Bucks would have actually lost by like more than six points, the Knicks would have gotten in as the number one seed in the East. They just had to lose at Bucks, all, and the with Bucks the point might differential. Not have gotten in. Yeah, with the point differential, if they'd have lost at all, they would not yeah. have gotten in. Right, and, and and I was like, I was seriously concerned. I'm like, no, this can't happen. Not the Knicks. Not today. No, no, absolutely not. And at the end of the game, me and Holly were watching. We were watching it on TNT, and there's some big plays by Dame and 
the technical uh, by Spolstra really harmed them badly <laughs> down that stretch there. Uh, I mean, it was, was a, good. it's one point uh, because Dame gets to shoot three uh, mm-hmm. free throws instead of two, which he makes all three, which mm-hmm. is... Yeah, the, the free throw shooting down the end was great. The Bucks were dialed in. Uh, they were and more Chris, ready. Chris, Chris sent an under, a baseline pass down to uh, Brooke Lopez. A cash to splash. Sh- I love it, that. Turned it, uh, yeah, right. And then uh, cash to splash, and he turned into a white shack moment. And then at the end there, everyone decided to just leave Giannis wide open underneath the hoop. Yeah. And he almost put that rim into the floor. And we were yeah. yelling and screaming. And it's uh, not even December, John. Yeah, because normally <laughs> we, until we're Christmas, fired you don't up care. About Buck, we're fired up about a Bucks game. Yeah, cause... normally until Christmas, it's hard to to get horribly excited because you're like, they still got stuff to do. We've been talking about like they've still got some growing to do. They looked a lot more ready th- today, I think, in the last week or so. Watching um, Dame get more used to moving in the offense. Uh, I mean, sometimes you got Middleton bringing up the ball. Sometimes you got Giannis. Sometimes you got Dame. And well, everybody they, they was, doing their and roles. Was, and they were smart about the tournament, too, in that they put it super early in the season. They didn't put it, like, December through March. Right. They, they put it right away. Because so these are against people aren't watching. And they know that. So, yeah. So, it's good. So, so now January through February can still be boring. And you can sit your, sit your players and get them, you know. The NBA... The, we'll say this, the guys who run it, they know what they're doing in terms of getting people to watch and, and trying to build good product here. Uh, the big problem has always been that it's just like it's a long regular season. And the thing that they still have to deal with is that, well, the problems with the in-season tournament so far, there's the groups like OKC in Minnesota and Denver who are playing for the season and don't mm-hmm. care. They, they obviously did not prepare themselves to play the in-season tournament and they're all out those three teams those are the top three teams in the west they're all out they're just done Mm -hmm. um but they're all also you know they all got 12 or 11 wins already they're doing great those are the top three teams in the west right now then secondarily there are the teams that are kind of cool with losing all of these at all times because Mm -hmm. they're only playing the draft so they still haven't found a way to make those teams do something differently because several there the problem with the nba is there are always a group of teams that are trying to lose and that's only because unlike the nfl it really does pay to get that pick because the first overall pick in the nfl draft is going to a team that will finish with the first overall pick except for they already traded it to the bears because carolina got worse with the first overall pick somehow so yeah it pays on the nba i wonder if they're test running something for the playoffs because as much as the NBA doesn't want to lose the hundred games of playoffs that they have from March until <laughs> June, like the, the the NBA playoffs are a are, are, are a grind, and the fact that they never play back to backs anymore, and seven game series take a week and a half, um, mm. is is embarrassing. Like it's it's yeah. really hard to watch. But we and, all watch. And once, and once your team, and we're just we're only four or five years removed from the Bucks being out of out of it and being relevant in February. You know, and if your team's already out of it in December, well, then you've stopped watching, and you've definitely stopped watching by March when the season's done, and you're not watching any of the NBA playoffs. Like, I wonder if the NBA is test running something here, like to figure it out, like how they can streamline the playoffs, and I don't know, maybe like do two 
do an in-season tournament, end of the season tournament, and then do a best of four or something like that. I don't think they want to streamline the playoffs because, first off, the players don't make any more money for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, their their salary stuff is already paid. Everything is done. Everything you get is gravy. Every one of those games is a national audience, so it's very different well, and I know, bigger and money. I'm, I'm just I saying, think they like, make they, way more money. They don't want to get rid of games. more bang for the buck out of it. That's why I said, like, that's the reason why this NBA season is so long. But, I mean, it just... What's well, the other thing is every one of these playoff They're games that they did this week, the in-season playoff games for this uh, last couple of weeks, each of those is nationally televised as well. So that's mm-hmm. the other thing is they're trying to build more nationally televised money games. Out of, that's yeah, what I was saying. more like, money. Yeah, are they test running some something here? So it's not just regional games. Yeah, I don't you think know, it's going to affect their actual playoff strategy, but I think they're definitely trying know. to make the regular I mean, season make more try money. Try something out because everybody knows the NBA playoffs suck. At least the first they round do. does. Nobody nobody cares until the conference championships and the ratings show it. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it. So I don't know. I, I mean, imagine because because look at March Madness and look how cool that is. Like, And I think NBA, if they're smart, are looking at how can we turn the NBA playoffs into that kind of format. And you can't do it without losing you, you lose games by going into a 64 you know well we can't do even 64 but a 30 team tournament and just one each but what if you do round robin and everybody plays four games i mean you'd still get just as many games every game would count you wouldn't have long stupid seven game series i don't know <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I don't John. Know. Like, maybe we'll that's, see. I mean, because why else would they be doing it except to make the first part of the season better? I mean, you always are evolving. Like, that's how my brain works. Maybe I should go work for them. I started my PMP this week, John. Maybe I will apply to the NBA. There you go. As a project management professional <laughs> and figure out how to make the playoffs not stupid. <laughs> Sorry. We've got other things to talk about, and I've got seven. We can, I'll shut up now. You, you've got seven minutes left, John. Go ahead. All right. Well, we do have also the, well, Marquette, which here here's the the first thing I was saying. Oh, yeah. How is Marquette not the number two team in the country? This blows my mind. So they are five and one. I guess because you say Arizona is hey they're they're six and zero. Oh. Marquette's only loss is to Purdue. And I guess at a neutral site by three to Purdue. They though beat Kansas. I don't care who Arizona's played at this point. They, they haven't beat Kansas because only one team beat Kansas. Uh, UConn at four, Marquette at three. Uh, how about that Big East right now? Uh, UConn getting two votes for number one in the AP Top 25. Uh, Purdue getting every single vote in the coaches' poll. Uh, but, man, uh, Marquette this last week at the, the Maui Invitational, beats Kansas, beat them pretty handily. They were that game was there were a couple points Kansas started making a run, but they couldn't stop Marquette from just getting kind of a decent shot, getting a, a little turnaround. Igodaro he is a breath away from being in the conversation with Edie. Uh Zach Edie is still just I mean, he he was last year's player of the year, if you don't if people don't know that, a Naismith winner. And he's leading this undefeated Purdue team uh, who just beat Marquette uh, by not by much, but they did beat Marquette uh, only because if for those who didn't watch Purdue was up early and, and, and they got, they started pulling away halfway through the first and then Marquette 
managed to fight their way back into this one, and they made it a very close game at the end. Purdue just had a bit more at the end of the day. I mean, it was 45-33 at half, and Marquette outscored them by nine in the second half to have just this one three-point loss. Uh, now, what Marquette's going to do now is take all of that frustration out on Wisconsin because they're going to beat the pants off Wisconsin. They just are. And say so Wisconsin has looked better Wisconsin the last couple days. Wisconsin just lost to San Francisco, the aforementioned San Francisco. Don's. No. Uh, yeah. No, they haven't played. They, they beat Arizona, oh, Arkansas sorry. State. They lost to Tennessee. Uh, I got confused. Yeah, the Tennessee Gold, at home. The Golden, the Golden Gophers lost to the San Francisco Don's. That's, that bad. is correct. Yes, they yes, did. Yes, that is correct. Sorry. Uh, Providence. Uh, they lost to Providence in Providence and was a very bad game. They just they could not make shots, couldn't buy a bucket. But then they come back. They beat Robert Morris. They beat uh, Virginia uh, in the was it the Tulsa over whoever it was their 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 preseasonal thing. And then they beat SMU to win it. Um, their their little small in season tournament there. Uh, and then they came back home and played the was it the Leathernecks of uh, Western Illinois. Uh, they beat them seventy one to forty nine. Stephen Crowell playing well in these games. These are the games where he's he's definitely going to play well. Uh, he's playing much smaller teams and doing that. Marquette considerably is a smaller team. They did go out and get that other. Um, they got another six eleven guy, uh, Gold Ben Gold, who who he's got some range too. He, him and Iguodaro are more kind of that stretch five. They can play inside outside. They've got a decent mid range game. Gold hit a couple big threes against Kansas that uh, just help pull him away i think those were his only points for the most part there he, he hit two three-pointers in a row just left alone there and gave him six points quickly uh but the badgers have some some height and the thing that really hurt marquette uh, against purdue was that the, they were getting killed in three-pointers which i don't think wisconsin's going to do to them they're not going to kill them with the three-pointer they haven't been particularly great at it this year uh they also lost in the rebounding so that that's the hard thing but Marquette's defense is just so good. And I'll grant you, the Badgers are pretty decent with their passing game. Hepburn is a very good handle. But I, I just think the Badgers are going to be more prone to make mistakes. Uh, Marquette's hands and their tips are going to be there. Uh, I think Marquette wins this like 15. I don't think this is going to be close. 15-20. I don't know. It's going to be bad. I don't think Wisconsin has a chance in this one. They're going to have to really slow this game down, and Marquette's not not going to be there for that they're going to push this uh they're going to come at them they are playing way less bench uh, than they they have in the last several years uh but they're still going nine strong on this team and getting good minutes up and down the floor and a lot of different guys uh and this defense for marquette is just so good this team is legit this is an actual you know tournament championship contender and just Hey, get ready and strap in to watch this Marquette team because they are so, so good. And when Wisconsin disappoints us, especially heading into the Big Ten season, though, I mean, beating number 24 and previously undefeated Virginia uh, at a neutral floor, Wisconsin has some ability. They have some guys. Stores look good. Blackwell's look good. Um, Hepburn's still who he is. Um, yeah, they've got the ability to do a couple things, but we'll have to see how they, they look starting with Michigan State, which will be the game right after they play Marquette, which will be at the Kohl Center. They'll have to go to East Lansing on the 5th and play Michigan State, and we'll see how that looks. And then we'll have a better idea of what this team really is. 
But uh, that's where we are with the basketball at this point. And uh, I guess at this point, everything else that we have, we're going to roll into this last bit and put it all into a segment that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, so we'll start off with a couple things that we want to get through here uh, with our last call. Uh, first one is that the volleyball rankings are out, and Wisconsin is now one of the four uh, one seeds out there. And the first thing that got them specifically locked in is they mm-hmm. swept Nebraska at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, took them in straight sets. I think it was 22-18-16. Like, like They beat them just handily. They, they took care of business in this one. And that's you know it's a fantastic win to get for them, and they're going to be number one in the in their uh, their bracket here. And whoop, trying to pull up the different divisions we've got here. So the division one bracket is going to look like uh, Wisconsin's across from Nebraska, so that's good. We wouldn't see mm-hmm. them till the end. They're going to play Jackson State, then the winner of Miami versus UNI, which is probably UNI, and then their the other teams in their bracket are going to be Penn State who beat Wisconsin in Penn State, Yale, Omaha, and Kansas. Uh, that's a strong bracket. Uh, obviously nothing easy there, but Badgers going to have, have a good say throughout that. They will be projected to win all those. Uh, mm-hmm. The other side on their half of the bracket, the number one seed is uh, Stanford. So uh, the other number one seeds across the way are Pitt and obviously Nebraska. Yeah. So. It's, it's the same things all over and over again. Was I think Stanford <laughs> wasn't there the last time when the Badgers won, right? Uh, I don't know if they were a one. They were up there. Because the Badgers had to beat Pitt to get to Nebraska, They did right? beat Pitt, yeah. They had to play them in the was the final four last time there. So, yeah. They yeah. played them a couple years in a row. I think Pitt knocked them out last time, though. I forget I forget who the other the, who Nebraska beat to get there. Uh, I'd I have to go back Stan- and look. I bet you it was Stanford. It might have been. Stanford's usually in that area. I'd research it, but I don't care. Yeah. Uh, D3 right now, uh, quarterfinals coming up. Uh, so that's the 29th. And then they'll have the 30th will be the semifinals. Championship game December 2nd. Uh, UW Oshkosh, the sole remaining Wisconsin team right now, they will play Claremont MS, which does not stand for middle school, I think. Winner will play the winner of Hope and Johns Hopkins. On the other side, Juniana Trinity. And NYU and Northwestern St. Paul, those games coming up again uh, starting on the 29th, which is tomorrow for Aaron and I, and maybe today for you. Who knows? Hmm. Uh, in other sports, we do want to mention wrestling got started uh, this week. Well, it got started last week, I guess. Uh, Wisconsin, though, had a great first match uh, playing duels. Uh, their second duel, though, was the, the number 18 Badgers face, the number 10 uh, Iowa State Cyclones, and they lost every single match in that one they lose 42 to nothing uh so that's that is not great uh that's even, depressing why you gotta bring that up i don't know just to talk about it i guess yeah even eric barnett gets a major decision loss 14 to 3 that's not something that normally happens he's um he's been fantastic dean hamidi uh loses two nothing it's just a rough rough loss there um but yeah uh, tough start uh, for them. So we'll see how they they keep this going. And I'm, I fully believe that they will uh, pull it back up, and they're going to be a team that's going to not really compete for the Big Ten title or a national title, but they're going to be in there and hanging around the back end of the top ten at some point. I think 
Uh, we'll see how they do here, though. All the uh, Iowa male athletes realize that their uh, football teams are never going to win national championships, especially once the uh, Big Ten converges with the Pac-12, and so they all decide to go wrestling. And wrestling is tough in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Iowa, oh, Minnesota, yeah. Penn State. You don't, you don't mess with yeah. Iowa. And o- oh, Iowa, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania. You don't. Yeah. Ohio. Yeah. 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 All right, so Wisconsin has two teams in the final eight remaining in the D3 National Championship uh, picture. Alma will play Cortland uh, this next weekend. UW Lacrosse beats Aurora and will now face North Central, also from Illinois. They will be playing at Veterans Memorial Stadium, Roger Herrick Field, uh, this coming weekend. Uh, Whitewater uh, gets by Wheaton 49-42 and will play Wartburg, which uh, they got by Whitworth 42-20. So the winner of that will play the winner of Lacrosse North Central. So there's a chance that we could have a rematch of Whitewater Lacrosse, and I am down for it. Uh, the, the remaining D3, D3 championship for a D3 semifinal because they're in the quarterfinals yeah. now. Johns Hopkins and Rudolph, or probably Randolph Macon, will be playing in the other quarterfinal there. Uh, that winner will go play uh, uh, up there, like I said, with Alma and Cortland. Uh, in other news, in hockey, the women's team for UW did not play. They move up to number three, they will play UMD this coming week. Uh, men's hockey. Unfortunately, took a split. Uh, this is not good for their uh, ongoing rankings. Yeah, I think our, I think our last podcast they were still number. They had just been crowned number one, right? Uh, they just fell out because they got swept by Michigan State, so they oh, dropped. That was a bit, yeah, that was a bit. But then they lose a one nothing game to Anchorage, Alaska at home. Uh, they came back the next night angry and uh, take a five nothing win over Anchorage, Alaska, getting. Uh, getting a good game and goal from a, a freshman goaltender this last week. Uh, the, uh, we also got two goals from William Whitelaw. Not White Claw, White Law. Ain't and, no laws when you're clanking claws, John. Geez, I don't know. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, yeah, no, good game. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the their starting goalie in this one. I'm sorry. Uh, but White Law yeah. was his actual No, name. White Law is the guy who gets two goals. Oh, um, got it. And then also uh, Ben Dexheimer and Jack Horback and Charlie Strammel end up with the other goals uh, to make it okay. 5 nothing Wisconsin in the win against Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, next, they will uh, have to – they'll get a chance to stay at home. They'll get a Big Ten game uh, first and second against Ohio State. Uh, so that should be another good one there. In terms of men's D3 hockey – uh, we did have uh, Stout losing to Gustavus Adolphus five to two. Superior going on a nice little run. They beat Concordia three to two in overtime up in Superior, and then they beat Northland four to one in Ashland. Uh, Eau Claire played Saint Norbert in a home and home, so they went to De Pere and then back to Eau Claire. Each team wins at home, uh, so they split, which actually caused a, a little change in the rankings this week. So Stevens Point jumps up over uh, Eau Claire. Eau Claire drops down to nine. Point climbs from nine up to eight. So two teams in the top ten, but they're switching spots at this point. Um, Superior gets another good win there by uh, beating Northland again. So right now, standings within the division, within the conference, are the Superiors 3-1-0 and oh in conference play. Stevens Point 3-0-0, oh, Eau Claire 2-1-0. Oh. So Superior right now second place in the WIAC. 
and uh, that's for men's hockey at least. Uh, women's hockey right now, uh, River Falls undefeated 3-0 and in conference, uh, Eau Claire 2-1 and behind them. Uh, in terms of the overall standings, River Falls uh, remains steady at number three in the country right now. Uh, Eau Claire uh, drops one from uh, ninth down to tenth uh, due to obviously losing to River Falls and such. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, not oh, to River how, Falls. Is that how standings work? Yeah, actually, Eau Claire didn't lose to River Falls. They they did lose to Plattsburgh State, which Plattsburgh is actually a, a pretty well known uh, hockey community. Uh, they played a game in Middlebury, Vermont. Uh, and they lost 6-1 to one to Plattsburgh State, the Cardinals. Uh, Northland did beat Concordia Moorhead of Minnesota, the Cobbers. Actually, oh, the Cobbers. For, yeah. for, for real? Oh, yeah, wow. Concordia okay, yeah. Moorhead, yeah. You caught me off guard there. I know. Caught you off guard because we did actually have the Cobbers. I was, uh, I, was thinking, I was thinking to myself that when you're out east and even through southern Wisconsin, there's lots of bergs and vills and cities. <laughs> and then once you get up to northern Wisconsin, there's lots of falls. Everything's oh, a yeah. fall. I, I worked with somebody who had a, his brother, his name was Jim, and he was telling me at one point about how he was on a bike ride on coming down I-90 there, mm-hmm. or 9094, or whatever, it's coming coming down, and he fell over right by the exit to Jim Falls. And That's on 53, John. That's where my whole family is from. Yeah, and so and he was... entire family was migrated to Jim Falls, Wisconsin, which is just outside of Cornell. Well, his name was Jim, the, and the... we didn't know if he was telling a joke or if he did. He apparently didn't catch that that was hilarious, that he fell he did, by Jim, the sign to Jim, Jim Falls. Falls. Yes. Uh, Wisconsin currently ranked number six now in men's, uh, which is at 10 and four. Yeah, stepped out of your touchdown call. God, yeah, no, they're doing terrible. all right, man. Uh, women, like I said, actually move up to number two now at uh, twelve and two. They went from three up to two, so I they had moved up to three last week. Now they're to two. Uh, Ohio State receiving every single first place vote at this point. Um, Denver, BC, and North Dakota all splitting votes. North Dakota in second place, although they're receiving the majority of first place votes in D one hockey. So that is. All I have this week for all of those other stories. Aaron, did you have anything else to add before you get going this I, week? I mean, I mean, it's ironic that Jim falls, but I mean, I guess because my grandpa would be Elmer buried. Oh, jeez. Yikes. Yikes. No good. All yeah. right, everybody. Muzian, Chief. <laughs> Muzian. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. And it was such a wonderful week for us here. And uh, remember to follow us at all the different social medias we mentioned. We are on Blue Sky. We are on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call them. Mastodon as well. Uh, And just also uh, thank you for joining us from around Wisconsin, uh, around the United States, and around the world. Uh, Between now and our next uh, podcast, uh, I'll actually have left this country and gone to Canada for a short period to go watch some hockey. Thank you again, everybody. Remember, though, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.